I'd like to thank the Lord for being in this house this morning. I praise him for letting us come to the house of God. I'm excited about revival. Uh, we got a wonderful crowd this morning, and uh, just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord that our evangelist, uh, our preaching brother Israel Douglas is here, and uh, his family with him. I appreciate his family as well as I do him. And uh, they had service last night at their church, so uh, they, after service started, then they come on up. And so uh, I just thank the Lord they were willing to do that and willing to be here this morning. We had a good Sunday school lesson uh, as usual. I appreciate our Sunday school. Thank the Lord for it. Uh, we're glad to have everybody here this morning this year. Like I said, we've got a great crowd. We've got quite a number of visitors. I'm confident we have a few that it's your first time here. And so to all of our visitors, thank you for coming. And I want to read scripture this morning uh, before, before I have a, a starting prayer. This is in the now, 55th chapter of the book of Isaiah, very familiar scripture, but really came on my heart this morning. Uh, verses 6 and 7. Listen to this. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he's near. See, when the opportunity presents itself, take advantage of it. Now, don't put it off, but move when God calls. Listen to what it says down here in verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. And he will, will, I didn't say maybe, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Praise God for a graceful, a merciful God like we've got. Boy, I'm excited about arrival. Let's just stand for a moment of prayer. As we pray, precious Heavenly Father, uh, thank you, Lord, that you're such a good God. You're so kind and merciful and graceful, and you call with such power and tenderness and love. Uh, God, we pray for our service this morning. We pray for the choir. We pray for any special singing. We pray for the preacher. God, we just pray for this service that we might all just get in the center of your will and be obedient to you. God, thank you for giving us revival. Help us, God, this morning to have the service that you're wanting us to have. God, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated. We'll turn over to Brother Taylor and the choir. Page 
276.
this time we'll have our choir come down and we'll turn it over to our pastor. Amen. Thank the Lord for all those good songs. I appreciate the choir this morning. Appreciate the Lord. All the songs were good. It just stuck with me, that heavenly love that they ended up singing about. Well, I praise God I can feel that heavenly love this morning. I praise God I got it in my soul. I praise God that I got it when I was 12 years old. And I haven't, surely haven't always done right by it. But it's sure always done good for me. Yeah. If you don't have it this morning, you need it. Amen. And uh, boy, I'm telling you, I'm glad we've got a God that loves us so good that uh, he offers us that heavenly love. Good to be here this morning. Let's all stand for just a minute. If you've got an unspoken prayer request, just show it. Amen. got a prayer request on your heart you want to mention, go ahead and do that. Okay. Amen. Please remember that. Amen. Someone else. Amen. Brother Bill said, pray for conviction. Amen. Pray for God to speak to the hearts of those that are in need this morning. And let them know it powerfully. And uh, we got such a, a great God and there's such a good spirit this morning. I also want to make mention of this. Uh, many of you know this, some of you may not, but our preaching brother, young preacher, uh, Cooper Roberts, he got called in revival uh, down at New Zion Missionary Baptist Church, way down in the southwestern corner of Kentucky. It's starting this morning too, so, so pray for Cooper and that revival down there while we pray for our own revival here. And I, God's big enough, he can, he can handle it all over the place. And uh, so, But if you're lost or if you're out of fellowship with God and uh, God moves uh, like he's moving, and God speaks to you personally. And I, when I was just a little boy, I'll say this, and then uh, we'll get on. But when I was just a little boy, and I'd, I'd hear people talking about God speaking to him or calling to him, I thought, well, I wonder what his voice sounded like. I, I thought he was going to speak to me with, with my ear. I thought it was going to be like my dad calling me or my mom calling me. But when God spoke to me, it was that feeling I had down on the inside. And, uh, boy, it, and I used to ask Mommy, how, how will I know if God speaks to me? And uh, she'd just smile at me and hug me and pat on me. She said, honey, you'll just know. And I really did just know. And so will you. Just please obey the voice of the Lord when he speaks this morning. Any other requests before we pray? Yeah, Brother Terry. Yeah. Amen. A lot of tragedies. Amen. All right, remember those folks. Anything else? Yeah. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. 
Let's pray for, I appreciate that testimony. Let's pray for our folks that are sick. We've got a lot of them. But we thank God for those that, who've been sick that God's blessed to be able to be back with us today. And, uh, but, but more than anything else, pray for the people that are lost without God. Okay. Anything else before we pray? Okay. Okay. Oh wow. All right. Remember Cheryl and and a lot of you know Trish Duffney used to come to church here some lives down in Kentucky now. She just had open heart surgery, but she's doing good, but continue to pray for her. Someone else. Blessings over there with me today. You might have heard the one saying, Papa. There was not just too long ago, I didn't think I'd see that again. We had some family troubles, and uh, but, anyways, God worked things out. And uh, another thing I wanted to say you might be here this morning, and uh, you, do, you don't know nothing about church, don't know nothing about God. God has a way of letting you know who he is and all I can tell you this preacher preaches God will stir something right down in here and like I said you don't have to understand anything about church at all all you have to know is when you feel that little feeling that tug at your heart trust that trust that it's God come to the altar get saved God will, God will, as a little child, God will lead you on what to do, what to say. But if you feel that little tug, please heed that voice. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. God, I have been disappointed in my life but over things, but God has never disappointed me, Terry. And never will. Uh, I know that as much as I'm standing here today, God will never disappoint. So. Appreciate John. Thank God for those good words. I'm glad God's answered some prayers and yeah. um, blessed some things. And God's, God's able to fix things that uh, we think are unfixable. Anything else before we pray? Okay, if not, we'll ask uh, Bill and Carl to lead us in prayer.
Amen and amen. Just keep praying. Anybody have a song on your heart? If you do, come sing. Just follow the Lord. So let God bless you. If God's wanting you to sing a song, we sure hope you'll do that. Anybody? I'm not going to tarry too long. No, not in a hurry. Uh, we'll give you plenty of time to come if God's given you something. Uh, let's pray for Sean while he comes. Appreciate him. Really pray for him, church. I'm uh, thankful for my church, thankful for... Uh, for salvation, thankful that I know how I got it and where it came from. Amen. Just pray for me and I'll try to sing this song. <clears throat> My mind gets so stressed about the world that we're in, the struggles and battles and the heartache of sin. Old Satan's attacked. The church of today, they've left God's old path and found a new way. But I thank God for the altar, that's where I got in. That old time conviction revealed all my sin. And that old King James Bible, it still works today. I thank God I was saved in the old-fashioned way. That old-fashioned preacher, they say he must go. Just give us a smooth one. Who puts on a show? Don't sing us them old songs about dark Calvary. Just sing us a new song and happy we'll be. Oh, but I'd like to tell you I'm not going that way. I'll stay with the blood, that's a price Jesus paid. I was born in the fire, and the smoke will not do. I'm walking that old path, 
brother, how about you? And I thank God for the altar. That's where I got in. That old time conviction revealed all my sin. And that old King James Bible, it still works today. I thank God I was saved in the old-fashioned way. Song. Thank the Lord for the old time way. Anyone else got a song on your heart? If you do, you sure welcome singing. If not, won't you really pray? Uh, God's here in a great way, and let's just pray and uh, lift up the preacher with everything that within us is, and just give our hearts and our attention to the Lord, uh, to the gospel that's going to be preached, and let's be obedient. And everything that God gives, it's my privilege and my great honor to turn over this morning to our preaching brother, Brother Israel Douglas. Come on, Brother Israel. Sometimes I wonder why I even wear a jacket. It's about the first thing to go. <clears throat> it's good to be here this morning. Appreciate the burden that I got. Appreciate the heaviness of it. Some folks may not know what that means, but it means we can work when there's a burden. You take an old set of mules and hook them up to nothing, they can't plow. You put them under a burden and a load, they can do some work. Amen. And I'm honored to be here. <clears throat> and I'm going to say, pardon my throat. I had a cough. It kind of uh, snuck up on me last week, and I ain't been able to shake it, but it, it's all right. If I have a coughing fit, just to, don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Pay attention to what the Lord says. Amen, because he don't speak to your ears, as already been said. He, he talks to your heart. I remember my dad, Terry, telling me the same thing your mom told you. He said, I'd always ask him, Dad, how will I know when Jesus speaks to me? Man, I didn't want to miss it. I'd seen people get saved, and I didn't want to miss it. So... I thought it was something of that nature. Well, don't let me miss it. How am I going to know it? And Dad said, you'll know. And I, I'll just be honest with you. I didn't like that answer very much. I, I wanted him to describe it to me the best he could. And I said, Dad, but how will I know? You'll know. I said, man, sitting on the bench at Clear Fork Missionary Baptist Church in Millsboro, Kentucky, and God spoke to me, and I knew. I didn't have to ask anybody who it was. I knew who it was. 
I didn't have to go to mom. I didn't have to go to dad. I was sitting beside an old blind fellow named Waylon Smith at the time. He always sat there and knew every song in the hymnal. They'd tell the page number and he'd tell me what it was before they'd start playing it. He knew every one of them. And I'd sit beside of him every service. And that day I didn't have to ask him who was speaking to me. I knew who it was. And this morning all I got is a thought. And I prayed all week and about Thursday I was getting nervous. I told Terry this story. I was getting nervous. I said, Lord, we're going in revival. If you could, just help me, Lord. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. About Thursday, I about had a shouting fit in the vehicle. God come on the scene. And he started to fill me up. And he gave me this thought this morning, and I'm going to share it with you because it's where God, I love the song, and I love what Terry opened with. I, I, I don't know if anybody could see, but I about, I about shouted then. Uh, it lines up with where God's got me at. And I, I appreciate it. And I got a question for you this morning. If you uh, hear, uh, and the question is, where are you going? Well, they, there's a lot of answers to that, ain't there? Uh, where are you going? My dad always asked me that question when I'd leave. Where are you going? Uh, where, are you, where, are you, where are you going to be at? And uh, I'd always tell him, I'm going to the store. I'm going to see Amy. I'm going here, going there. And man. Uh, where are you going? This morning, I want to ask you a couple questions. And boy, God's really laid it in my heart good, and I appreciate him. Uh, they sung a song about the old way, and it said he didn't want none of that new stuff. Amen. Uh, I don't either, do you? Where are you going? Which way are you headed? What direction are you going in? Amen. If you're looking for something new this morning, quit looking. Amen. Because nothing new is going to fill the void that God's done for me. What worked for my dad, what worked for his dad, what worked for his dad, what worked for Peter, what worked for Paul, what worked for everybody is still the same today. It's not changed. Amen. Uh, you're looking for something different. You're looking at, at the wrong thing because my Bible teaches me my God changes not, that, uh, that he remains the same all the time. So if you would, the sixth chapter of the book of St. John, if you want to turn with us, uh, I need your prayers this morning. I, I really do desire them. Amen. I'm going to get right where preaching's at this morning. So uh, y'all pray real. Uh, there's a good spirit here this morning. Uh, amen. Probably folks could have already been on the altar. And uh, I thank God to come into a church where there's an altar. Amen. Uh, because it's the way. Uh, I got saved in the kitchen floor of David Fuson's house. That's where I got saved at. God helps me. I might tell that story sometime this week. Uh, but I got saved in the kitchen floor, but they were still an altar present. Amen. Uh, they, they ain't nobody ever got saved without an altar being present. Amen. I don't care if you got saved in your car, driving down the road in the cornfield, out in a patch somewhere. You got saved in an altar. Amen. Uh, because that's where God does his work at. Amen. Uh, so this morning we want to read this in the 66th verse of uh, the 6th chapter of, of uh, John. It says this, From that time 
many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Now, uh, they're talking about Jesus here. Amen. It said, and many of the disciples, uh, they went back and they walked no more with him. Uh, then said Jesus unto uh, the twelve, will ye also go away? And then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe that thou art sure and thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. And that's what we felt like reading. Y'all uh, pray for just a minute. And if God be my helper, I want to ask you, where are you going? Amen. Uh, so here he is. If uh, we read this scripture, Brother Terry, and uh, they got down there and he's fed a bunch of folks and uh, they've eaten some bread and he begins to tell them that uh, he's the bread of life. And uh, they begin to look at him uh, uh, like he's crazy. And uh, they begin to go away because uh, they didn't want to have the fact that uh, he was the manna that God sent from heaven. Amen. Uh, he said, manna, uh, did your fathers eat in the wilderness uh, that my father Father gave them to eat. Amen. And it begins to tell them how they can have eternal life. Amen. How that if they'll eat of that bread, they'll hunger no more. Amen. You man. Boy, don't this sound like church today? Amen. Boys, now, can I tell you, in the very presence of this, Israel Douglas isn't preaching, and neither is Terry Brock. But the Son of God Himself is sitting there. Teaching them folks about the word of God. Amen. And boys, I'm telling you, I don't know about you. Amen. But I'd hope I've been like Simon Peter. Amen. When he looks at them and they're all gone. And Jesus looks around. And Terry, I believe his heart was broke. Don't you? I believe he looked around. And them folks had left. Amen. He also told them, he said, you only came because you did eat. Amen. Can I tell you this morning? Uh, uh, boy, uh, I'm glad God laid this in my heart. Uh, uh, number one, where are you going? Uh, number two, what did you come for? Uh, amen. Uh, why are you here? Uh, amen. Uh, uh, because somebody invited you? Uh, well, that's good. Uh, I'm glad somebody invited you. Uh, and I'm glad you came uh, uh, this morning. Uh, uh, but I hope you leave uh, uh, better than you came. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, you imagine, uh, uh, boys, all the folks have eaten now and they get up and they don't want to hear his words and they leave him. Amen. Hey preacher, what are you talking Hey, I've been there. Amen. He spoke to me. I didn't want to hear him and I departed. Amen. Yes sir. Well preacher, what are you talking about? These words of eternal life. The Bible says that in him is eternal life and without him there is no life amen where are you going amen you might be going to the store boy you might find that's important you might be going to a job and think that's important can I tell you this morning I'm going with Jesus amen you can have the world you can have all the things of it they can have their contemporary songs. I'm glad these churches are still in the old way. Still preaching the gospel. Still believing it. 
uh, for what it is. Uh, amen. And ain't changing. Uh, ain't submitting to change. Uh, hey, I understand. Uh, amen. That they hid in caves. Uh, we've come a long way since then. Uh, look at this nice building. Uh, amen. With AC and heat. Uh, amen. I appreciate that. Don't you? Uh, amen. Uh, I understand things look different. Uh, uh, they wore robes in those days. We wear ties today. Amen. But can I tell you, God ain't changed. The gospel ain't changed. And it'll never change. Where are you going? You're going to be like those that just got up and left after you got a bite to eat. Amen. I worry. Can I preach my heart this morning? I worry about folks say they got saved and you never see them back to the house of God again. Don't you? I worry about them. Amen. Here we find Peter. Boy, I was down praying. God gave me this direction. First time we read anything about Peter, he's a fisherman down there. Amen. And if I was guessing Bill, he's probably a rough character. Amen. He probably don't handle himself the best. Amen. Grows up on a fishing boat. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm in construction. And some of them people I work with are the roughest folks you've ever been around in your life. Amen. I don't know what it is, but I think contractors, I think they've got to handle talk. That they ought not. I think you think it makes them sound tough. Amen. Maybe Peter was like that. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. Amen. But I know the first time we see him down there fishing, a man named Jesus walks by and it says, follow me. And he throws down his nets and he gets off the ship and he leaves his daddy and he leaves everybody behind and he goes with him. That's all he said to him. He didn't even say anything. He didn't say, come with me, you'll have great riches. He didn't say, come with me, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. He simply said, follow me. Amen. And he got up and he went. I don't know what you're expecting God to say to your heart, but I think follow me will suffice. Amen. Follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah. You think Peter even knew what that meant there? God called me to preach as this young boy. Amen. He said, preach my word. I had no idea what that meant. Can I just be honest? Young man, old man, anybody that surrenders to the call, do you really know what it is to preach his word? Have you ever really understood it? I watched Levi preach the other day, done a wonderful job. Amen. I've been tuning in, waiting to get back. Amen. To Lima. Watched every service over. Can I just say this? Amen. Bless my heart. Amen. Young man, get up as humble as that and move. Amen. And know when to move. Amen. 
preaching is simply following him. Amen. I don't, I can't understand it. Amen. I've never understood it, but it's nothing of me. Amen. I couldn't preach. They have preaching competitions. Can I just preach for a minute? And some of these big fancy Christian churches, they'll get young men together and have what they call preaching competitions. I don't know about anybody else, but I ain't in no competition. Amen. Because I am the least and every preacher in here can out-preach me. Amen. But I want to tell you what, there ain't no competition about this. He simply said, follow me. Amen. Peter got no bigger things. Peter didn't receive something because he's the one that spoke up and answered. Amen. Why? He simply was following the Lord. They got down there. He said, will you also leave? Talking to the 12 now. It's got pretty intimate, ain't it? There's several men, if I recollect, there's several men not counting women and children. Because in that day, when you see a number, men over 20 were the only ones that were numbered. Children and women were not counted. So when he fed 5,000, there was 5,000 men, not counting women and children. And he fed them. When you see where they said there were 600,000 about, that came out of Egypt, that was men, not counting women and children. Preacher, where are you going with that? That book might not have counted them, but God did. He knew everyone had come out of there. This morning, I don't know how many folks is here and it don't really matter. Amen. And half of you I probably don't even know. And maybe it's your first time you've ever seen me and it's all right. Amen. I tell you like I tell everybody else, ain't nobody important, just somebody up from down in the hills of Tennessee that God thought was important. Amen. That God saw me, a little old poor boy down there. I didn't have nothing and thought I was somebody. Amen. This morning, you might not even thought you was coming yourself. But can I tell you, God knew you would be here. Amen. And though they left. He knew every one of them buried that walked away. He knew every heart. He knew every need. He knew how to help every one of them homes. Amen. Just like that. You believe that about God? I believe this morning if there was a hundred people here lost, God could save them at the exact same time. Where are you going? Looks at his 12. It's getting pretty intimate, ain't it? Man, can I preach this morning? If you don't belong to him, he ain't asking you this question. Because if you don't belong to him, he knows where you're going. And he don't want you to go there. That's the good news. He knows where you're going, but he don't want you to go there. He knew I was on my way to hell, but he didn't want me to go there. He knew I was on my way and I was doomed, but he didn't want me to. This morning, do you even know where you're going? Preacher, I think I'm going to heaven. I wouldn't hope on that, I'll tell you that. Preacher, I might. I've been a good person. I've done the right things. I've 
said the right, Peter, I just told you about Peter. Amen. Huck boy, he follows the Lord, don't he? Amen. He goes everywhere, does everything Jesus tells him to do. I believe Peter was faithful to him, don't you? Until the end, he denied him. We know all that. Amen. But I'm talking about up to this point. I believe Peter was faithful to him and asked him when uh, uh, the Lord told him to do something, he did it. Huh? Amen. Huh? And he didn't give him any trouble. Huh? He took serious the words, huh? follow me. Huh? Amen. Huh? Uh, can I tell you something this morning? Huh? Amen. Huh? Uh, whether you're saved, or whether you're lost. Can I tell you, it's important to follow him. Amen. I love the old song that he was singing. Amen. I'm going, there's an old song Paul Williams band sings. I'm going to stay in the old time way. Amen. And I highly recommend it to you. Amen. They found different ways to get to heaven according to man. Amen. But there ain't but one way to get there. Amen. It's a blood bought way. Amen. Jesus paid the price and if you get it you'll get it by surrendering unto him as your king, as your Lord and as your Savior. They were singing that song Heavenly Love. Love of my Lord. And then the other part the other people say love of my Savior. I was sitting there singing. I sung Heavenly Love. The love of my Lord. And then I sung the love of my Savior. Yeah. I couldn't just stop on one and just sing both parts. Why? Because he's my Lord. Amen. And he is my Savior. He's my rock. He's my shield. He is my comforter. Amen. He is my buckler. Amen. He is my refuge in the time of storm. He is my everything. And so Peter looks at him with these words and he says, where will we go? Amen. Can I tell you something this morning? You're already, hey, I'm gonna preach my heart to this morning. Amen. You're already contemplating leaving. Amen. I don't know, Terry. I'm going to fall Lord. Boys, I'm telling you, somebody's already contemplating leaving. There's a church down the road got more activities. Got more things. Amen. They got more things for the kids. Amen. They got children's church. I'm going to tell you where children's church is. Right here. Amen. The same place my mommy and daddy took me. And I sat on the bench since I've been, the front bench since I've been a kid. Amen. Well, they got this. They got ball teams. I don't know why I'm preaching this. Amen. Had no idea it was coming. I wouldn't have preached it for a million bucks if somebody tried to pay me. But I'm telling you, you're contemplating leaving. And the one thing the church down the road is missing is the gospel. And your children will not get saved without the gospel. They tell them to make a decision. And I understand that I said yes to the Lord, but the Lord spoke to me first. Without conviction, there is no conversion. Amen. Must be begotten by the word. Amen. Got to have a preacher. Got to be a God-called man, not somebody give you a good Bible lesson. Amen. Can I tell you, it's time to come home. Amen. It's time to get all those thoughts out of your head. It's time to save my children. 
or the most, you know why my children are with me? Amen. Number one, I thank God. It's controversial, I know. And some people don't like it. We homeschool our kids. Amen. Whether I'm not in this to debate whether public school or homeschool is better. Amen. But thanks be to God, we do. So they were free enough that they could come with dad when he was in revival. And I appreciate my wife for doing all that work and takes all that time to do it and work a full-time job, be a full-time wife, be a full-time pastor's wife. And she does all these things just so she can be free. Amen. To make sure I preach the gospel. Amen. Why? Because it's not just important to me because I'm a preacher. It's important to her because she's watched her children. Amen. And other people's children. I get up off the altar of God and say, God saved me. Why? Not because we're good. Because we knew where to take on. Preacher, you don't understand. It's just they got more. What they got more of, huh? They got less of. They got more activities and less God. Some of them probably lacking God altogether. I ain't here to debate religion. I ain't here to knock some church down the road. I'm telling you, if the Spirit of God ain't present, you ought to leave that place. Amen. If you've been there once and you said, well, it felt all right, you ought to turn around and quit just trying to feel all right. You want to know why you felt all right? Amen, because you like those ones that left him. When he said, I am the manna, I am the bread of life, I am what you need, you've walked away from him. Amen. And boys, I want to tell you something. Listen, I've done it. I know. I never departed this way, but I've walked away from the Lord because what I thought he was telling me to do was too great. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Amen. I thought I can't do that. Amen. Can I tell you that God didn't just call preachers. Amen. He didn't just expect, set expectations for preachers but everybody that belongs to God ought to love him, follow him and do his will. They give us high honors. I appreciate folks for doing that. Amen. But God never called me to be more special than you. He never said, here Israel, here's the revival, take it to them. Terry, you've preached more revivals than I can count. Amen, drug ins all over the country. (laughs) We never really had to pack for much of a revival on a long trip. Amen, we have to take two of everything. We, We got a Chevy pickup truck, the whole bed's loaded full of stuff. Amy's worked three days trying to get everything ready just for the trip. Amen. Got herself, got all them kids ready. Now she said, now, all you got left is you, honey. You go get your stuff together. Amen. And half of it I forgot, and she'd already had it packed this morning. I was like, where's this? I brought it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Amen. Can I tell you something? God never sent me with the whole revival in my pocket. He sent me to be a laborer for him. Amen. Lima's already got the revival. It's already been happening. Amen. Can I tell you where you're going? Preacher, what do you mean? Peter now looks at him. And he says, where? 
He looks at him with this confused look. Where would we go? Where? You ever thought about that? Where would we go? Thou. Thou who called me off a boat. Thou who I have watched do miracles. Thou who I have walked with. Amen. You, my Lord, my Savior, you have the words of eternal life. I don't know if you know this. I'm going to give you a little fact just a minute and then I'll be done. I don't know if you know this, but there were other men that came before him, Bill, that said they were the Messiah. Amen. That's fact. Remember Gamaliel? Amen. Down there, boy, the apostles is beta upbringing. Gamaliel stands up. He's in a big conference and he looks out. Now, Gamaliel's a friend of Paul's who's now preaching the gospel, who was Saul of Tarsus. Amen. And he stands up and he looks at him and he said, We've seen this before. Amen. And if it be of God, nobody's going to stop it. But if it ain't, it will die out. Amen. Can I tell you, 2,000 years later, here we are, still going, still preaching, still teaching. Amen. So whether you will know if this is the right way or not, it's the only way. I think I'm going to stay with the old time way. I think I'm going to stay where the gospel's been preached. Man, three out of four of my children have been saved. Man, three of them. Got one more. Every time we go to church about it, he's on the altar praying. Nobody discourages him. Nobody says nothing. He'll run up to the altar at Smyrna. Amen. They'll love on him. Tell him they're proud of him. Amen. I don't ever want him to think he can't come to the altar of God. Amen. God's going to knock one day and he's going to require an answer. Amen. Can I tell you something this morning? I want you to be as humble as a child. Just for, I don't care if you're here and you're 75. Amen. I want you to be as humble as a little child. Amen. Think back to when you was a kid. Amen. And your daddy told you to do something. You remember that? I didn't ask my dad a question. I just did what my dad asked me to do. Amen. Because I knew if I didn't do what my dad asked me to do, there was consequences to the actions. Amen. That's the problem with the world today. That's a different message. Amen. Listen, I want to tell you something this morning. Whether you're saved or whether you're lost, I want to give you the best advice I can. Follow him. Amen. If he's calling, move. Amen. If you want your children saved, stay with the church. Amen. He made me a promise when I left my home down in East Tennessee and I moved to Louisville, Kentucky where I never imagined in a million years I'd ever live. Amen. I barely wanted to visit there. I'm just being honest for a minute. It was not on my radar the most happiest places in the world. Louisville, Kentucky 
if you'd have said something about it. I'd have bypassed it on 75 right into Ohio. It is not somewhere men, Amy, ever intended in our life of being. Amen. And God sent me that way. And I can remember April of the 5th, they voted me in. We had second Saturday night service, Terry. And I stood up next to the altar of that church because they elected me their pastor. I joined that church. Amen. That's just the way I operate. Amen. I was a member of that church. And the night I joined, I'm going to tell you what God did. He said, I'll save your children. Amen. Oh, preacher, you're crazy. You just have to call me crazy. Because he spoke to me that night. And I saw them at Smyrna. God saving them. Well, preacher, what are you talking about? She got saved in Mount Washington during a revival. My daughter did. If anybody knows that, I just said it the other day. Amen. Got saved during that revival. I just baptized her. Well, preacher, you said they get saved in Smyrna. No, God said he'd save them if I'd follow him. Now, do you believe God? Peter did. Where? Terry, if they looked at you right now, boy, 50 years. We're still celebrating, ain't we? Amen. 50 years. If somebody looked at him and said, Terry, I found a new way. (laughs) Terry, I think you ought to come over there. Terry, look at him and say, no, where would I go? He, whom I've served, who's been faithful to me, who ain't never left me, ain't never departed me, amen, ain't never walked away from me, ain't never done me nothing but good, amen, tell me a time he wasn't faithful, amen, Uh, tell me a time Hey man, I, I heard these travesties this morning breaks my heart. Hey Amen. Uh, boys, uh, but you tell me a time God ain't been faithful. Uh, you tell me a time uh, in your darkest hours. Hey Amen. Uh, boy, I got on uh, some ground. I'm, I'll hush me, I promise. Hey, uh, you listen. Uh, Terry was telling the story the other day. First time I'd heard it, and I've known him for years about when he was announced his calling to preach and Linda was sick. Hey Amen. Was at the house. Hey Amen. In the very moment he announced, She's come preach. She was all of a sudden better. That's just a coincidence. No, that's just God. That's how it works. I was sitting around Linda. I was telling Mahala about that. And she looks at me, you know the words out of her mouth, my oldest girl. She says, and how can people not believe that there's a God? Amen. How can they not believe that there's a God? Has he never worked in your life? Well, preacher, I ain't never seen him move. Then you don't know him. And you need him. I don't know what you're talking but I ain't never felt it. Then you need him. It's important if you got your church, your name on a church somewhere, but you ain't never heard God speak. You don't know him. Preacher, that's bold. If he ain't never spoke to you, you don't know him. Because the first thing he did is speak to me. The first thing that ever happened was God spoke to me. And in my darkness and in my despair and in my trouble, 
God shined a light. You know what happened? He uncovered me and I realized my condition. You remember that? Do you remember what conviction felt like? The guilt, the trouble. Do you remember how broken hearted you was? Preacher, I came to altar popping bubble gum and laughing. That's a different conviction than what I got. When I sat there, I felt I was exposed to the world. And I was ashamed. And I felt alone. And for the first time, my dad was my hero. Big, strong man. Carpenter. Had arms. Looked like the size of Papa. I'm telling you, he's a man. He was a man's man. And for the first time when I looked at him, Bill, he couldn't help me. I knew and I couldn't run to him because I knew he couldn't help me. For the first time, the trouble I was in wasn't something mommy and daddy could fix. For the first time, the trouble I was in wasn't in my mind, wasn't in my body. I hadn't done anything physically wrong that put me in that trouble. You, you know what I'm talking about? I hadn't because I stole a cookie from the cookie jar. None of that stuff mattered. Now I realize that I was lost. And in the very moment that he helped me to see that I was lost, he gave me instructions on how to be saved. Ain't that God? Preacher, I feel broken and ashamed. Well, he's already gave you instructions on how to get out of that. Preacher, I, I, I feel so alone right now. I did too, didn't you? Preacher, I feel so guilty right now. I did too. I feel so convicted and I, I don't understand it. I don't know why I feel like saying this. I don't understand what's going on. The man just said it a minute ago. You don't got to understand it. I don't care if it's your first time ever being at church in your life. God will explain it for you. And for the first time, I'd heard preachers preach all my life. All my life. I grew up in church. My dad was a preacher. I said under David Fusion, who was my pastor at the time, I'd heard preachers preach. Amen. And boys, I cannot tell you what David read. I don't know the words that come out of his mouth. I have no idea what he said from the pulpit. And this morning, you don't even have to understand what I'm saying. If God spoke to your heart, you'll understand him. I don't even remember what he read. I don't even remember anything about his preaching. Some folks might remember. I don't. My dad preached that. Boys, that Saturday night, and David preached that Sunday morning or vice versa. And for the first time, I heard them. What do you mean? You, you said, you, I heard them with these ears many times. But for the first time, God spoke to my heart. You remember being there at church? 
12 years old, I think you said one time. I was 10. My wife was 7. Amen. My little girl was 11. Amen. My son was 9. My other daughter's 10. Amen. Simple. So simple. That little old hillbilly from Tennessee didn't have anything. He didn't ask me to recite the Bible. I didn't even know a verse in it. I didn't even know what KJV or NIV. I didn't know none of that stuff. Amen. I was raised in church and we had the good old King James Bible. Amen. Uh, that's the one we used and I knew we didn't use anything else. But I didn't understand all the differences in the verses. I didn't even know John 3.16 or how it would make sense in my life. But I can tell you this. When God saved me, the only thing I knew was it was good. And it's still been good. Get a song. It's still been good. How long have you been saved, preacher? 34 years. 34 years. And you know what? It's still good. What I got 34 years ago, it'll take me home. So, if you want to know where I'm going, I'm going to heaven. You don't know where I'm going? I'm going with Jesus. Amen. You don't know where I'm going? I'm going with the church. Amen. Yes, sir. I'm going to go do a lot of things that I think I might make it to today, and I might not make it out of here alive. But I'm going home. Preacher, you mean you're going all the way back to Kentucky? No, sir. I'm going home one day. You might call it heaven, but I call it home. Y'all to come, whether it's the first time God spoke to you or the hundredth time. Y'all to thank Him for His mercy this morning. Hey, if He shines some light on things for you in your life, y'all to thank Him for it. Y'all to praise Him this morning. Come on.
help us, God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. Help him, Lord. Come on, children. Come on. for the gospel and I appreciate God's man that preached the gospel and I want to say just a few words and ask for another song we use this text where are you going let me tell you what I'm going to heaven Amen. preacher how do you know you're going to heaven I'm on the road with Jesus you might say well how did you find that road how did you get to it I didn't find it he found me let me put it this way used to I was on a broad road that was going to a place called hell. But when the gospel reached me, when God spoke to me, and that's just what he was preaching about this morning, and God was calling me, and it lines up with that scripture that I read at the start, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he's near. When God called to me, when I felt that deep inside, he'd answered that question I'd been asking my mom. How will I know? Well, God let me know it was him. Well, when I came, and, and it was hard for me because I was a very shy, backwards young man. And, and I even, uh, I'll tell this little story. Take uh, just a minute. I was in church once, and uh, God was calling me, and I felt like I needed to come to Alderman. I'd had some friends get saved, and I'd seen how happy they were. I'd seen the joy in the church, and I wanted that. But God called me. I said, oh, I can't do that here, God. I can't do that right now. I'm, I'm too shy. I can't, can't step out in front of those people. And so I went home, and uh, I remember changed out of my church clothes into my so-called play clothes, went outside. Mom thought I went out to pray, or to play. She thought I went out to play, but there was a little tree in the backyard. I went around on the backside of that tree, and I got down, and I, I made me an altar there. And I said, okay, God, I'm ready. Uh, I'll get saved now. Save me now, God. I couldn't get saved right there. Now, uh, Blaine got saved in the backyard at home. You can get saved anywhere God's calling you. Yep. But the point is, God has to be calling you. He has to be dealing with you. I'd left God out. I was going to do it by myself. I couldn't. But when I came back to church and uh, when God called me again and my heart was pounding, my palms were sweating, uh, I first said I can't do it. God said, you can. And I said, God, if you'll help me, I'll try. And I stepped out, and I come to an altar, and I don't tell you all the details of it, but uh, just enough to let you know, when I began to seek the Lord, that's when I found Amen. Him. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Do you really want Him? Do you feel that need of Him down inside? I'm going to ask you in just a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask Him to sing again in just a minute. I'm going to ask you, with God's help, to step out and come to the altar. I came to the altar more than once before I got saved, but most of my friends got saved the first time. Uh, one of them even got saved when he was walking up the aisle, before he got to the altar. What I'm saying is, seek the Lord and you'll find him. 
You can have him this morning. Where are you going? If you're going to go to heaven, you're going to have to go with Jesus. If you go with Jesus, what this man's been preaching, you're going to have to be born again to get with Jesus. Now, if you're out of fellowship here today, let me tell you, if you've been saved, but you haven't been doing what God wants you to do, and you've been out of fellowship with God, come and get it fixed this morning. Get in. We need ye. Your people need ye. While we sing, go ahead. Please come. Somebody needs to come. And I beg you to come right now. I beg you. Step out and come. If you just feel that deep down inside. If you need to come and repent. If you're already saved, you just need to come and get back on fire with God. Do that. If you're not saved and you need to get saved, come and get saved this morning. It's real simple. I used to get aggravated when the preacher would say that. The preacher said something, I thought, it's not simple to me. I thought that as a lost boy. It seemed complicated. But as soon as I trusted Jesus and he did the work in my soul, so I knew what the preacher meant. It was simple. What made it hard and complicated is me not obeying the Lord, me not coming on God's terms, me not being willing, me standing back and resisting God. I want to ask you today, please step out from wherever that you're at. Front, back, left, right, end of the road, middle of the road. It, it doesn't matter. Just make an effort to come. People get out of your way. God's calling folks this morning. Please come. Please come. Obey the Lord. If you've been saved and you're not where you should be with God, just take a minute and come and repent. God will bless you. He'll help you. There's souls of lost that are at stake this morning. Please come. Please come. Please come. Come on right now. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Amen. I ask him to pause for just a minute. With heads bowed and eyes closed and piano playing softly. I want to ask you this, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, not trying to trick you, not planning on uh, doing anything to embarrass you, not doing anything like that, and, and, and heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Let me ask you this today. You know, just admitting where we're at sometimes is the step that gets us started in the right direction. We, if we have a need, uh, we've got to admit that need before we can get it fixed. And so I, I just want to ask you this this morning. If you're here this morning and you've never been born again, but you know you need to be and you'd like the prayers of the church, would you just raise your hand and be, I appreciate that hand. Would there be another hand? Anyone else that realizes that you're lost and you need Jesus, you need to get saved. We just lift your hand up saying by that, I appreciate that hand. Would there be another one? Anybody just to raise your hand, just to say, yes, I, I need the Lord. See, I, had, I appreciate that hand. Thank you for that. I appreciate that hand being raised. And, and it was a great milestone in my life when I admitted to myself uh, that I was lost and I needed to get saved. 
Boy, I appreciate that honesty, and I appreciate those hands being raised. Let me ask this one more time, not trying to, uh, you know, delay things or anything, but would there be one that's just thinking about raising your hand? It didn't. It wants to raise it right now. You go ahead and do that. Let me me switch then uh, to us that are saved by God's grace. Are there some here today that's been saved? And uh, maybe you haven't been doing anything bad, but maybe you haven't just uh, been following the Lord like you should. I've had times in my life like that. Boy, I appreciate that hand that's raised. Would there be another one? Just uh, about thank you for raising your hand. Would there be another one? Uh, just raise your hand and say, yeah, I need to get in. I, I need to uh, be where God wants me, and I'm not there now. I want to have the fire in my life, and I want to, I want to have that power with God uh, to help somebody else and to be a light to somebody. Would somebody else just raise your hand? I appreciate those hands that are raised. Okay, I'm going to ask one more question and sum up real quick. Maybe I didn't just exactly explain where you're at, or maybe it's hard for you to describe where you're at, but let me sum it up this way. If there's somebody here and you know you're not where you need to be with God, maybe it's hard for you to explain exactly what that is, but you just feel like you're not where God would have you to be in your relationship with him, would you just raise your hand? Anybody? I appreciate that hand. Appreciate that hand. Yes, sir. Appreciate that hand. A uh, lot of hands going up. Okay, as far as I need to go that way, now raise your heads up and, uh, and let me say this, and in just a minute we'll ask them to sing again. Now, think about it. You've already made a step in the right direction. You've admitted, and, and God's let you know, and you've been honest. Now, I'm not trying to pressure you, but I just want to reason with you a little bit. If you know there's a need in your life, and you know God's dealing with that, Now's the time uh, to get something done. Where are you going to go from here? Where are you going to go from here? You've, you've made that admission. Let me ask you if you can just feel a little bit of God's presence down inside. I'm telling you what, when God's calling you, that's time to move. And if you just feel that still, small voice down inside while we sing this song, I'm going to ask you to step out and come to the altar and let's get this thing fixed and so you can go away from here happy and on the right track and on the road with Jesus this morning. Come on, right now, right here. Thank you for raising your hand. Thank you uh, for being honest. And thank you for cooperating. Now, this is in your court. This is up to you. This is your move. When God's called you, He's moved so powerful. It's your move. Please do something this morning. Please come. Please come. Please come. Please come. Please come. Yeah, please come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, honey. Come on. Talk to the master. We got one coming to pray, Lord. Thank you for this sister that's come. Boy, I appreciate her. I'm glad she come. I touched my heart. I believe there's many more needing to come. I just beg with you and plead with you. If you're one of those that's needing to come, please come on. I'll just walk back this way. I'm not coming to anybody. I don't have it on my heart uh, to reach out, uh, get a hold of anybody. I don't, don't feel that way. Don't be alarmed. But I'm just walking back this way. And if you just if you just feel so much as just stepping out, I'd be so honored uh, to walk up the aisle with you. You won't have to walk by yourself. Of course, you wouldn't anyway. The Lord's with you. But if you just be willing to come, would you just come and let's go to the altar right now? You don't have to make a speech. You don't have to tell anything about your sins. You just need to come and talk to Jesus and get on the right road. Get on the road with Jesus. 
Would you please come right now? Right now, right here. Oh, there's so much that God's doing and so much that God's calling. Would you just come? Please come. Please come this morning. Please come this morning. I just beg you to come. Would you just step out and come right now? One step. One step will start you toward dollar. One step. Boy, I praise God today. I appreciate those that have come to pray. Oh, there's so many. I've got burdens for so many. I can't read your mind. I can't see your heart. But I've got burdens that God's given me for so many to share this morning. I believe God's surely, truly calling the folks this morning. Let me ask you a question. If you feel like coming and you're not coming, ask yourself the question, why are you not coming? God just wants good for you. He's fixed things good for you. God doesn't do anything to you uh, that's going to hurt you. Everything God does is good for you. And everything God asks you to do, if you'll do it, it'll be good for you. And if you realize that, and you know God's calling, and He's surely here powerfully, and you feel that, and I believe a lot of folks do, why would you not come? I know the devil said, you just don't measure up. You don't qualify. You're just not good enough. That's a lie of the devil. None of us was good enough for Jesus. But he was good enough for all of us. If I went on what I am, I would have died and went to hell. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I'm telling you what, Jesus come with power. He reached down and got me up off that a bad road and uh, picked me up, saved my soul, put me on the highway to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Not because I'm a pastor or a preacher, but because I've been born again. Sing us another song. Sing us another song. We'll get to these that's moved in a minute. Somebody needs to come to Jesus. Somebody else needs to come and pray. Please come. Please come. Will you come? Please come. And the doors of the church are open. If you're here and need to join the church, you can do that this morning. Just mind the Lord. Obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. Come shake hands if you feel like it. You want to say something else? Yeah, man. Amen. Follow the Lord. Amen. Please come. The altar's still open. God's still calling. Please come.
Amen. 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 Somebody else still needs to come. I'm sure of that. Please obey. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Please move. Sis, I want to let you say what's on your heart. God's been so good to me in my life. Amen. He's blessed me so much. Yeah. I don't do enough for him. Bless your heart. I think about my mom a lot. Bless her. And how she used to go out and she used to testify. Yeah. And she used to try to help people. Right. That's what life was about. Yeah. I don't do enough for him. And I got people in my life that need saved, and I just right. want to be able to be able to be a help to them. Thank the Lord. Great move and great testimony. Glenn, do you want to say anything? Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. Appreciate both these moves. And uh, real good. <clears throat> and uh, I don't feel like asking for another song right now. Uh, right now, that's not my impression. But my impression is still that God's calling people powerfully. Even without a song, if you know God's calling you, just step out and come. We saw that just two, three weeks ago. Young man stepped up. We weren't singing. He came up side, come to the altar, and got saved. I've seen people come before church started, while the choir was singing, while the preacher was preaching, after church was over. Numerous times we've seen people uh, after church was over come back in and come to the altar and get saved. Had people got saved at home, in their car, on the job? What's your point, preacher? Whenever God's calling you, that's when you need to seek the Lord. When, when the Bible says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found, when is that? That's when his Holy Spirit's dealing with your heart. That's when he's near to you. So I thank God for this service this morning, and uh, I appreciate it immensely. Thank the Lord for the preaching, uh, singing, everything. Appreciate for people being here and praying. Any words on anybody's heart? Somebody else got something you want to say? Appreciate that testimony. And I appreciate all of you that raised your hands. Thank the Lord for you. But as Shauna said, once you realize that need and that God's there, it's, it's time to move. Yeah. That's one more verse. <laughs> one more verse. One more verse. If you're here and you've been putting off moving and telling God no, and you know you need to move, let's stand again, if you will. One verse. 
If you need to come, come right now. Come on. Come on home. Come on. One more verse. Amen. again appreciate that and uh, anything else anybody's heart before we turn over for announcements if there are any I've got none probably okay I've got one announcement God willing we're going to have baptizing on the first day of October brother Jesse said he wants to get baptized in and uh, got some others that are thinking about it and maybe they'll get baptized in too uh, did you have some announcements Cassandra okay we'll turn over to you then Um, today is our normal youth group day, um, so we are going to head out to the fellowship hall after church. Um, this is for all ages, so if you are newly in kindergarten, this is your first big day to stay. Um, so kindergarten through fifth grade will stay till three, and sixth grade and up will stay all day. We are having pizza, um, and we are going to have choir practice at 4.30, so I believe they said we might be learning a new song today, so if you are a young adult or an older adult um, or older youth and you're not able to stay for youth group, but you can come back at 4.30, please come back and practice singing with us. Thank you. Appreciate that. So let's pray for our youth group today. And, and pray and remember service time tonight at 6 o'clock. Everybody come back that can uh, and, and invite others to come. And, uh, of course, then starting tomorrow night, service will be at 7 o'clock every night as long as it goes. And, but really pray. And God's given us a good meeting today. But pray for tonight. Don't let up. And anything else before we come to close? Okay, well, like we do in revival, it's our custom. We're not going to have a dismissal prayer. But, and sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But I'm, I'm going to the back to shake hands when people goes out. So just uh, uh, give me about 10 seconds and uh, then you can be dismissed.